Welcome to the Time West podcast with Al and Rags. Gain a unique perspective on the world through deep truth and conversations. Welcome to the Time West show. Tonight, a very special edition. You know, we say that a lot, but this time we really do mean it. Tonight's show is dedicated to the most offensive word in the English language. That's right, the N-word. And I think this is a very, very sensitive topic, but I think we need to discuss it. I mean, Al, you're a black man in America. You think this definitely needs to be discussed, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it always needs to be discussed. It seems like we have to go over this and reiterate it every year or every couple of years, but definitely need a discussion about it. During the 1770s, slaves used the N-word as protest. And of course, you know, 1865, it was the end of slavery, the 13th Amendment. But the thing is, during the civil rights movement, academics questioned using the word because it would open old wounds. We encounter this word not in just pop culture, music, movies, but through academia. Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, which is a book we read in high school, says the N-word. One of my favorite books, by the way. One of your, oh, good. I mean, but you know, it says the N-word over 200 times. And some professors still say the word to invoke the pain and shame of this hateful word, but then other people say you shouldn't say it. Of course, the opposite says you have to say it because if you say the word, then you take its power away. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that you should say the word? Who gets to say it? How do you guys feel? I feel there's a lot of things that goes on with the word. So for me, it all depends on who says the word, who you're saying it to, how it's being said, how are you using it, who are you talking to. So when I say things like that, I mean... As a black man speaking to another black man, using that word, sometimes it's a form of an endearment depending on, you know, the situation. And then sometimes it's almost like it's a very bad thing. Like I can say, damn, why did he do that? He always acting like a nigga, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually say that, right? That actually comes across mm-hmm. in the black community a lot, right? But then there's the, you know, and I understand the perspective of someone like my grandparents, you know, or someone that's, you know, different people in the community that don't ever want to use that word or feel like it's so derogatory, that word. Mm-hmm. I feel like as African-Americans, we have taken the word and when it comes to N-A, N-I-G-G-A, and I feel like we take that word and especially within the culture of rap culture, we use the word, right? We took the word and it's no longer a word for you to say as in use it derogatory <laughs> of people outside of the race. Now, I do feel as though um, when there's a song on or somebody's rapping a song or something like that, I feel like if you do say the word, I feel like it's okay. Now, do many people or many black people going to agree with me like that? They probably, they might, and they might not. But I agree with if you are chanting a song, if you are rapping a song and that word happens to come up and you are white or whatever you are, I feel like it's okay to say. You should never say it in the office setting, right? I feel like it's, it's profanity. So I don't feel like you should be in the office saying that word. And I don't feel like you should use that word towards anybody as anything derogatory if you're outside of the race. Like you can't say, oh, look at him. Look at this nigga and the way he addressed his job today. I feel like that, those things, or look, this nigga got on the bus in front of me. When it's being said outside of your race, I feel like it's totally not right. There's a catch-22 with that. I feel like there's a lot of black people, especially younger 
or maybe even my age or older that use the term and don't actually understand what they're saying, right? They might mm-hmm. use the word all the time on an everyday basis and never really understand that what you're saying and how you're saying it, you know, does it does it hold any merit? I think a lot of times when you use it in terms of you're just saying it, you know, you're just letting it fly all the time. In that aspect, I don't think that's a good way to look at it because I think you're just flailingly just saying the word and don't even, and really not giving it any merit to what it means to you, you know, what it means to me. I just kind of said it and it's not a word that I use all the time. It is a word that I do use, but I know when I use it and I know what I use it for. Now, I think when you're just spitting it all the time, all day, that's a whole different thing. What about high schoolers and they have to read Huckleberry Finn out loud? They have to read that word. Would you like them to read it in the same context it was written? Or would you prefer them to say N-word. I would like them to read that word because it's just like history. Like a lot of these statues that we take down, if we take them all down, nobody will understand, you know, our history and, and what we actually went through. I believe there should be a monologue. There should be something with the word. You know, you keep reading that word in high school and college. You should know the history behind that word. It should be taught, especially the way he's using it in the book. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about that one. I was going to tell you what the word means to me. And when I say the word the word is broken down in like like you guys like Al stated. It's nigga and nigger, right? When I hear nigga, it brings me back to growing up and hating white people and white people treating me like shit and mm. black people befriending me, mm-hmm. Hispanics uh, befriending me. And then all of a sudden, I heard this word, my nigga. It's a term of endearment. All of a sudden, you feel a part of something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like all of a sudden, now you have a team against the ma- majority. So- for me, it was like feeling accepted into something finally. You know, as I grew older, and I still, look, I still say the word. I try not to. It comes out. I saw, you know, 12 years of slave. I, you know, I was high as hell, I think. <laughs> and it just spoke to me, <laughs> you know. And uh-huh. it, it really spoke to me. And I was like, well, you know, I don't have a right to say. But that's the N-I-G-G-E-R that I don't want to say, right? So I'm torn. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm torn because I feel like this, which I've never used in a racist way. I've never said, look, he's being a nigga. I've never said that because to me, it's all about my nigga, right? It's all about it's endearment. So it's weird, but I understand N-I-G-G-E-R is something I yeah. thought. I've never used that word um, as far as like describing a a fucking human being. I understand Mm -hmm. how powerful that word is. I'm so confused because I look at it like, why are people using wigger so much? It gets such a pass. You hear people say wigger all the time. You know, I talk about on stage, it's the most impressive racist word because it actually offends two races. Hmm. It's the only racial word where you attack white people because Mm -hmm. they're trying to be black, but it's actually attacking two races. I, I kind of agree with you on the fact that, look, if a white person pays for a rap song, they don't have the right to say nigga with the song, but I'll give them the right to lip sync it. If I see anyone say that word, I cringe a little bit. Even right now, Rags, when you say it, I cringe a little bit. And I think it's because it is like a race thing. And it's something that's in my mind. If you're not black, you shouldn't say it. Well, that's a thing. But now it's become such a thing within cultures that so many Asian kids, Spanish kids, fucking any type of person that mm-hmm. feels like fuck the man is saying mm-hmm. it to their friends. And they're getting a pass. Look, I've gotten a pass a million times for it, but it's something that had to come from within for me to be like, no, this word is something that's very powerful. 
And you have to fucking show solidarity here and not use it at some level. But at the same time, when I see young people using it, Hispanic kids using it in the hood, and they feel mm-hmm. just as shitted on as young black kids in the hood, they're living in the hood too. I kind of understand, right? Can we take that word away from people that are fucking Dominican? No. <laughs> can mm-hmm. we take that word away from anybody? No. If you feel like you could say, I hope you could back it up. The whole point being, regardless of what we say right now, it's being used in the hood. It's become a hood thing rather than a black thing, right? I feel like it's being used all over. So when it comes to, let's say, rags or whoever else that would be outside of the community but would be a friend of me personally, giving them whatever we do, I I accept him saying that, right? But I can take him to a place where... They might not accept that. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand what a, pre, you know, and please saying personally, like, look, I was called a sand nigger a lot in my life. And motherfuckers were saying shit to me that I didn't even realize what it meant. They're like, calling me a dooner. Mm-hmm. That means a sand dune. You know what I mean? Like, it's another, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird that. racist term. But Ginder, huh. dirty Hindu, I understand oppression. My soul is like, I'm not a racist person, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because I have felt oppression my whole, most of my life. Uh, and Indians are still shitted on to this day. It's, people get, feel like it's okay to shit on Indians. It's just okay. Just like Asian. We still aren't getting the respect in the society. So at this moment, if you look at mainstream, at least black people are now being somewhat representing, starting to, but you still don't have any of us being represented in the mainstream. It's a tiny, tiny little sprinkles. So oppression is still heavy. And I want, when I, when I, but I feel like financially, you feel like financially, I think you're strongly represented, right? And let's be honest, in, in America, financially, mostly everything, right? Fi- especially financial education. You don't feel that? That's nothing to do with one or the other because in the end of the day, I was homeless. I had no money. Does that mean mm-hmm. shit? My parents had a little money. My mom's a social worker. My dad lost a job mm-hmm. after 9 11. My parents fucking aren't rich. You know, why mm-hmm. does that have to do with anything with the fact of how I was shit on? Being being called a fucking dirty sand nigger. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with that, bro? I'm saying financially representative. Financially, of, Indians of, are represented, but financially, that doesn't mean shit. Money doesn't mean nothing. Bro. Financially means a lot. But you're saying financially, what do you mean? I'm saying financially in a community. Respect? So we have respect? No, that don't mean respect. Oh, financially that means Asians, in your community. Why are Asians getting dumped on all over right now? Because they have money? I mean, it all depends on what circles, right? I mean, <laughs> bro, you can't say that just because people have money. I'm in Silicon Valley, right? So Indians get a lot of respect out here. You guys have a lot of huge communities, right? So when I'm I don't come know from- about that. Indians don't get respect in a lot most places. Financial stability comes with some more respect right we can say that i can definitely no, tell you that i don't I- think it does at all i think that the bottom line is is that i think money actually separates minorities the united states government it's a bunch of old fucking white men still mostly is they have done a great job of turning minorities against each other correct mm-hmm. look dominicans are, ba- are black people and dominicans and black people fucking talk shit about each other you have mexicans and fucking blacks are living in the same neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And they fucking turned each They're against each other. That's because of poverty. If the poverty issue wasn't there, it'd be a lot different, which is which ties into the financial. I agree with that. But what I'm saying to you is that it's the majority is the one that's turning people against each other, you know, using media, a lot of different tactics. But the bottom line is, I agree. The word is a fucking hurtful word, especially with the hard ER. It should never be said. A lot of people, even if they don't say it, they think it. Look, let's be honest. Everybody's been racist in the world at some point, right? Whether you're white, black, this, that. Everyone has been in some road rage. And they're like, you look at the guy and you see he's white. Like, (laughs) fucking cracker, right? It happens. 
It's the only thing you know about them, so you have to use it against them. In the end of the day, I understand we've all been there. But it's different when you fucking really do hate a fucking group of people. Yeah. Correct? Mm -hmm. It's true. And with the oppression that you were saying, with the statues and everything, I believe that the statues should be taken down because it represents a moment in our history that did oppress slaves. And they made sure that they couldn't vote, they couldn't own land, they separated families, they sold them on auctions. That should not be celebrated. And I don't remember who said this, and he was a historian. He said... They should be taken down because when people say you should leave the statues up because it's history, well, in the Bible, there's Satan and there's God, but do you have a statue of Satan? No. You learn about it, you shouldn't celebrate it. And that's why I think statues or the Confederate flag should not be flown. The statues should not be up. No, I agree. Let's take, let's behead those statues. Let's take that shit down. It Fuck should that. be taken down. We can still learn about them. I, I agree with you, Anna. We don't censor fucking Huckleberry Finn. We don't censor right. our history because it keeps people from fucking going and repeating it. Mm -hmm. But you do take down the reminders of it because it's oppressive, because it's fucking hurtful. Exactly. Because it's still saying that I have to look at that every day and remember. I think we should stare at a lot of things because I think if we don't, we have this false narrative about a lot of this stuff didn't happen. Already now in history, a lot of stuff didn't happen. Already. My only thing I'm saying, Al, is mm -hmm. that the white racists are looking at those statues mm -hmm. differently and teaching their kids about those statues differently than me and you are. We don't live in those fucking communities with those fucking statues. Why do we need them that round? You know what? The, what has to happen is, dude, the black people living in fucking mm -hmm. South Carolina, wherever North Carolina, statues are being fucking removed. They're the ones that fucking don't need to fucking uh, be reminded that the white man owned them. Right. But the white man needs to fucking understand that, yeah, we understand your history. The white man has to remove those statues. That's a moment of symbolism right there. Taking the statues down will always be remembered in history. Mm -hmm. And that's the next moment you remember. I don't really know if the statues being taken down will be remembered in history. I think more so of, of who those people represented. You know what I mean? I think if we don't remember history and we're not getting taught this, I think we will, you know, then you fail to re repeat certain things, re repeat stuff, right? Nobody cared about these statues until we just, no, not to say nobody cared, but it wasn't a big issue again, right? Till Trump was in, right? It was an issue before, but because Trump was in office, he exasperated the Race in our country. <laughs> Slavery was in every country's history over 9,000 years ago. We can see that. The fact is, slavery is attached to American history because of the significance of the Deep South and the plantation. Well, systematic racism, too, right? I think mostly because it's still, because the racism still goes on. Systemic racism, agreed, but at this point, I, I'm picturing you on the front lines protecting the statue. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> With a fucking clan member. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing you and the clan member with your arms up and fucking your what was his name the fucking racist from Chappelle show the the black fucking blind yes racist. and he was part of the KKK <laughs> I remember that what was his yeah. name we're not even <laughs> doing that that ain't, that's that's not even that's not, that's not even what it is my thing is it eliminates a certain part of history like just like just like in America how we try to eliminate parts of history my ancestors did I think it I think if you don't see that those symbolism it we can see them and then we can talk about them and have a conversation about why it should be the norm should be who this guy was and why he's why he's an asshole, right? That's what the norm should be. How about we take the statues down and we replace them with the fucking statues of the slaves that built that fucking city? You can still learn about Robert E. Lee in books. You can still see all those slave owners in books, but you don't have to celebrate them as an iconic figure in the center of a city.
that does not need to happen. Trust me, Al, plenty people are being reminded every day of racism. People are being reminded every day of the fucking struggle that fucking minorities have to go through. It's just another reminder. But trust me, the fight is still going to continue. And if you actually honor the people that built those cities, which were slaves. Which you can, without taking down some of those statues. You can. They both existed in history. The statues need to represent what is going on now, which is cohesiveness, uplifting one another. And if there was someone else that can represent that in a positive face, then that's what we need to celebrate, not a person who was oppressive to any race yeah. at all. I mean, I guess that maybe the statues are depicted as a celebration, but I think maybe if there's like a plaque, this is who this guy was. He was this, that, and the third. He led whoever, the, the South, he lost. He was a slave owner. This is who he is. Blah, blah, blah. I think you know we I mean? need to, me I mean, for me, it's a mental, it's a thing. I mm -hmm. want to defeat the racist mentally who are mm -hmm. fighting for these statues. I think that mental defeat in itself, it's a way to fucking get towards our end goal, which is to fucking decrease racism. And people waving the Confederate flag there is no confederate states anymore and that flag is the most racist shit you ever seen yeah I don't, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think they should wave a flag by him but that's something totally different right a flag to me is uh the confederate flag to me is um just something that uh united states government i don't know either puts up with or either likes because it should be like an act of treason right because it's a it was a civil yeah, war. Yeah, it is and, an act of you know, treason. Mm -hmm. It's a blatant act of... And they lost, yeah. Fuck the union. With race and the N-word going on right now, when you said that you don't want to see people say the word in a concert, and then Al, you said that you are okay with them. Why is that? Is it because it's an artistic, it's creative? That's why you're okay hearing that? It's definitely artistic, and I'm not a hypocrite, so I can't okay. make a rap song saying that and expect somebody else not to say it. It's just not going to, that's not it. You know what I mean? If that's your stance, which is not my stance, if your stance is to not have anybody else say it, then I don't think you should ever use it. And if you're that person, then I understand your, your views are different. That's why I compromise, mm -hmm. and I allow, I say you can lip stink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can use your lips to make it seem that you're scared nothing can come out. <laughs> I feel like that is the most offensive word. Like, even if I hear chink or gook, that is not as painful as when I hear the N-word. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yes. And I, I wow. you know, for me, I'm just like, okay, it's, it's I mean, maybe I, I don't hear it a lot. But when I hear the N-word, it does. It makes me, it kind of hurts my heart because I think about the history and the word, how it's attached. However... I under but I'm sure you hear it a lot, right? Well, yeah, in, in music so and things like that, yeah, but... Society. I would music, not yeah. say it, to be honest. I can't. Let me ask you guys an honest question, okay? And how many times in your life, Anna, have you been called chinker gook or whatever? Never. Or derogatory? Never. Wow. Never. And Al, how many times in your life have you been called the N-word? Hard ER. By who? By, that's By what who? I'm saying. Have you, how, well, give me that's an experience where someone fucking said it to you, yelled it to you, or whatever. Give me a time where you dealt with it. And then tell me how many times you think you've dealt with it total in your life. I mean, I mean, it all depends on what side. I mean, inside my community, I deal with it. You know, sometimes it's, it's I'm not. I'm, ta I'm, not ta I'm talking about outside. outside of your, yeah. Let's talk about the outside race. I mean, outside, yeah. I mean, I've been to, uh, I remember I was at this function, and um, it was sort of like a, uh, I don't want to say it's a bathhouse, like an outing or something like that, maybe a golf of course and it was all men and um a bathhouse <laughs> you know <laughs> a russian bathhouse <laughs> where like a turkish bathhouse oh, you know okay. okay wait wait you were in a fucking public bathhouse yeah so you were already vulnerable as fuck you're you have a towel on <laughs> <laughs> got a towel on i got 
I got the, I got the bowl. I got, the, I got, the, I got, the, I got, I got the bowl. Like, you're already like insecure. Like, okay, I'm naked. Dude. I got the bowl of water, throwing it on the rocks. You know, steaming out. So what happened? So um, this is like a group of white guys were having this conversation, and I worked with some of these guys, and there was, and they were talking about uh, black guys fuck their women, and they beat the shit out of them, and they don't really care. You know what I mean? That's what niggas do. This is what the conversation they were having. What? And these are the same guys that are laying around. Let me get. We not even gonna get into that. So anyway, yeah. So this is what they this is what they say, and they and they're like, and one guy, I can, he's like, really? He's like, yeah, bro. You didn't know that's what they do. As we approached, it was me, a Spanish guy, and I think it was two other black guys. So we approached them, and they're like, first thing they say, they get all defensive. Oh, come on, man. You you know, we just it's it's not like that. And sometimes we have to speak about certain things and like that. So as we start getting and engaging them into this conversation, the guy immediately stands up and he gets in between us and he says, oh, we don't want any problems and blah blah blah. And it was a whole thing, a situation at work. I mean, we basically went back and forth and said what we said, but he was unapologetic. And that was like one particular instance that I can remember. I mean, I, would, I don't know if I'd be more worried to fight or more worried my towel's going to come off. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> that was the first I mean, thing I thought about. At certain points, you don't even care, right? You ever see anybody fight naked? No, obviously. Oh my there's, God, a no. Movie, there's a movie with a Russian movie where there's a whole murder scene inside of a fucking bathhouse. And I was just thinking about that. Russian, I forgot yeah. the movie. Fucking amazing scene. Wow. I mean, that's to think about it like that. In that moment, there's white men that are there to relax and actually using racism to relax. It's so weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what the that's fuck crazy. are you getting out of that by telling that black men beat their wives and wait, they, what was it? They fuck them and then they beat them? Yeah. Oh my God. Where does that topic come up? I don't even like, know. I don't even know what they were talking about before that, but you can hear it because they were. This is in the Bay Area. No, this is no, this is not in the Bay Area. This is in Manhattan. This was in this oh, was in this is in New York. This is uh, New York. Yeah. Wow. So basically, those guys and those guys worked with you. Yeah, these are guys that I worked with. I didn't work directly with, but they worked in the mm-hmm. same facility that I worked in. So yeah. you got to get a Karen involved, bro. HR, where's yeah, your manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of things going on with that. You know, it was a lot, it was fights and it was a bunch of stuff. But I just say that 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 was that was one instance. You know, that happened. Wow. Yeah. And how many times in your life? You give me an estimate. At least a hundred times, over a hundred, five hundred. How many times do you think you've been called, uh, you know, a derogatory term for being because you're black? Not just the N word. Oh, maybe 60, 70 times that I can remember, probably. And then another 50, 60 times, probably somebody said it under their breath, or you can't really, you know what they said when you left. Wow. Yeah, it, it happens. It, I mean, it ha- I mean, listen, one thing is a few things. So when you are African-American, there's a little difference between the Northeast is like what I'd like to tell people is, which people don't maybe don't understand so much in California, or maybe they do. It's kind of segregated in the fact that huh. you have your neighbor, you'll have your Spanish neighborhood, you have your black neighborhood, maybe they intertwine, but then you'll have maybe, you know, your white neighborhood a few blocks down. Similar to like a Boston. Neighbors, neighborhoods are segregated and people don't, they mingle, but not as well or as you would see in um, California. Now, it's a little different here. I haven't had so much of it. I mean, it's uh, it's very segregated where I'm at. LA is like, look, you have the mm. white, mostly white people in the nice areas. And then you do have some successful blacks and Hispanics that are in those areas. But you, for the most part, it's segregated. Like the blacks and the Hispanics are in the fucking ghettos. Mm-hmm. When you're in New York on the subway and you hear that word or a white guy saying that word, or you and Wall Street walking around, you know that happens, right? More frequently, I think. Right. What do you mean? The ER? RDR? Yeah, the ER. Yes. I don't know, man. To be honest with you, like as an adult, I haven't heard people don't call me that. You know what I mean? Because mm. I've been hurt. I would call Spick much more. 
or <laughs> dirty Arab or whatever the fuck it is. People don't know what I am. So for me, I I mean, if you say hear derogatory terms, you you hear it. I mean, there's nothing. I'm a pretty big dude. You're a pretty big dude. I'm surprised you're saying it around you. Well, it's all about the teaching, man. You know how how people are taught, right? People sometimes, you know. Well, what we see going on right now, right, with uh with Floyd, right? We see mm-hmm. that to a certain extent, whether you're an officer or not, you have people walking by, black guys walking by, scared to do anything while a man is getting killed and they're scared to even intervene, to even say something. To me, that says a lot about where white people think they stand and where black people think they stand from one. So it doesn't really decide what's it matter that much. I'm seeing a lot of videos online where I'm seeing that black people are now more vocal in those videos of the cop. And, there, and there's much more filming going on Sometimes, but a cop or a white guy down south being able to shoot you and kill you and not thinking too much about already speaks volumes about what he what he thinks he can do no matter what size you are or what he thinks the side of the law is going to be on regardless. I agree with that. But I also think that one thing I think that we're headed in the right direction because of George Floyd. I honestly mm-hmm. do believe, but I it just happened before. It's happened a million times. Is this finally the fucking point? I hope it is because it's almost symbolic. It's a, a year since the George Floyd incident. And now it's his trial. So now, mm-hmm. again, the spotlight is on this issue, right? Thank mm-hmm. God the spotlight is on this fucking issue. Especially at a time where Asians are getting fucking hit with violence. Especially at a time where there is more woke shit going on than ever. So I'll be telling you right now, if, if he's not guilty, then there's going to be problems. Al, you said that you're okay with the statues still staying up. But how do you feel about blackface? For example, Black Pete was canceled in the Netherlands. And that was kind of like the helper of Santa Claus. People would just totally be in blackface and it, they would be in the streets and it would be a celebration. For that, there are people that say, hey, you know what? It's our history. We want to still be Black Pete during Christmas. So that is another representation of history. How do you feel about that versus the statues? So when it comes forth as uh, the Black face, I believe the Black face started as, um, from what I believe, it was a depiction of to uh, basically for a white person to put on black makeup and to act, which is all these characteristics of similar to an animal, right? They would, they would, they had tails, they come out at night, blah, 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 right? That's how the history of that, that I know started. I could be wrong. I mean, somebody maybe can correct me. That's a hundred percent correct. It was, it was a made as to fucking make fun of black people in the movies because mm-hmm. they didn't hire black actors. I have a theory here, you know, people say, why do black people always talk in the movie theater? It started back in the day mm-hmm. when movies first came out. Black people that finally got to go to the theater were watching all white shit where black people were getting shitted on. What they do? They fucking yelled <laughs> at the screen. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? Right? So naturally, I think, and black people weren't allowed in film. And it, it was all white fucking bullshit fucking mm-hmm. movies. So anyway, going back to uh, what was <laughs> what you were, uh, what was the original question? <laughs> original question was, yeah, the, the why they did, do I... Do I believe? Yeah. Yeah, because you said that you're okay with the statues because it's a part of history. But what about people saying, well, this is a part of Black Pete and we're in the Netherlands and that's our celebration of Christmas. Yeah, yeah getting back to that, they definitely did start as that. But I, I got to tell you guys one thing that it's been kind of, uh, it's taken out of, con- okay, like what's his name? Was that with that uh, movie where the guy played a soldier, he played a black man, Robert Downey yeah. Jr., right? Yeah, Tropic Thunder. I think that was in blackface. I think that was right. genuinely great acting. And he deserves that. But I also think, like, okay, is a white guy can't have a charcoal face mask? What the fuck? <laughs> Would a movie like Tropic Thunder be released again? Could you see that happening again? It probably mm-hmm. won't. No, not today. It could not be released. That's the thing. So it's like we have we have to be very clear here about what's wrong and what's okay. 
you know. What about that movie Soul Man, where he pretends, you know, he's like a white law student and he tries to get into school? What about something like that? Would you see that happening again? I believe some of that stuff, like when, especially when it comes to movies, right? Some of that, some, some, some scenarios are real, right? Not the Tropical Thunder one. That's something different. I mean, that scenario could be real, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I believe as <laughs> when you look at, uh, I forget her name, the the woman, the white woman that went all the way up, um, in the double. Um, yeah, in, yeah, the um, white lady that uh, pretended to be black. The, yeah, they're pretending to be black. So when I look at that, NAACP, you know, can, right? NAACP. When she can go that high up, right, in those rankings, right, that's something of a true story. So when you tell me the movie about the guy, the executive guy, he he, he does, he wants to see if he's mm-hmm. black and he can go through this experiment. I believe things like that need to be seen because I mean it happens. It's true, right? When it comes to things like um, dressing up as blackface and things like that, I believe that stuff is uh, similar to the statues. I believe that it should be something that maybe is seen, right? And something that's, I don't believe, I think it should be maybe in a museum. I don't believe people should be running the street acting like Robert E. Lee. I don't think it's great. You know, I don't think that's a way for it to be depicted. I believe it to mm-hmm. be, this is this guy who he is. Maybe they moved the statue. I don't know, but I don't think it needs to be white for my existence. I think it needs to be shown. I mean, white people just love this shit, man. White, white, they love reenacting this shit in <laughs> fucking fields. What are we reenacting? <laughs> yes, they do. We're, we're reenacting humans killing each other. This is insane. Human beings right. are fucking, we're all connected. It's one thing going on here. You know, like, if you really believe in true spirituality, you believe we're all connected. And if you believe you're celebrating a moment when we were violent against each other, what the fuck is going on in your head? Mm-hmm. What do you guys predict for the end of this year with the N-word? Do you think that there will be progress or do you think it's going to be the same? Well, I think the word is probably, I don't think it'll be progress until black people actually themselves start, um, stop using it and until we stop using it all together. I think as long as we use it amongst each other, it always gives somebody else a green light to say it, which you already know my stance, especially rap culture, right? Which is so big nowadays, right? It, 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 it immerses itself in culture, especially young kids, like he's like a new set, Asian kids, white kids, right? Kids from everywhere, right? Always just rap is in, right? And it's the thing they sing. So it's like, oh, it's cool. So it's cool to say the word. I don't think that won't go away until I think we as a people, stop using it. Now, whether or not how it's used, that's a whole different thing. I, I think how it's used, even in music, I think it does lead way to people using it outside of those terms and people not of the community, which I think is, is true. Which I think it shouldn't happen. You should be able to have a, a monitor on your mouth, right? You should be able to say that uh, everything that happens or everything that's done, you just you just don't run away with it and do it just because you can, right? Or it's because somebody else is doing it, which I think people should have a filter pretty much. But I think as long as it's said, I think we will always probably, in rap, on culture, as long as it's culture, it'll always be used outside of rap culture. Definitely, by people outside of the community. What about you, Rags? How do you see the N-word being used, especially in stand-up comedy or movies? Or I think, look, human beings are always, we're always evolving organically, right? So this is going to evolve as well. Just like hard ER, there's something going to happen that's going to change eventually, whether it's now or whether it's mm-hmm. 10 years from now. I don't know, but I do know that we're headed in the right direction as Americans. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I do definitely see that people are more aware. I'm seeing white people more than ever smiling at me. You know, like <laughs> I know for a fact things are changing a little bit. You know, you feel it. You feel people being more open after the year we've had. 
You know, uh-huh, I mean, yeah. look, it might be out of fear that they're smiling at me, but they're smiling. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, what, you know, whatever it is, is like, I feel like 2021 is the freest a black man's ever been. Even though it's not completely free and it's tons of fucking police brutality and it's still very, very much, you know, kind of emotionally handcuffed because mm-hmm. of the cycle of the hood and the, you know, slavery and 400 years or 200 years later. A lot of what's going on is still connected to what happened 200 years ago, right? Right. But I still believe this is the best time in the history of human being. Women, right. even though women don't have it great, women are still freer and better off than they've ever been. Black men are better off than they've ever been, even though it sucks that we've come so little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's getting better. Yeah, I think it gets better. Getting better. You know what I mean? Even though we haven't come that far, it's still getting better. The fact is that this happened to Asians throughout American history. But now it's finally you see that people are speaking up about it, non-Asian, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I believe in us when I see things like that. Like Asians were shit on hard for so many years and it wasn't even a big deal. Like white people were still a little bit scared to use hard ER but they were never scared to say gook mm-hmm. or fucking chink. Mm-hmm. So I believe we've come, we're getting there, but it's slowly but surely, and it's baby steps. It's like anything else great. It's going to take a while. But look, it all starts with empowering people. So I, my thing is, I, I'll tell you guys right now, when I see a little five-year-old kid, I always wave at them with a big smile, mm-hmm. especially if they're white. You know why? <laughs> Just in case their parents are racist and they teach them that racist shit. Yeah, feel the same way, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're five yeah. years old, take things in like a sponge. So at least they might fucking doubt it a little bit that daddy's saying the brown man is bad because he was waving at me. I remember mm-hmm. that. He was a nice guy. Creating that little bit of doubt is why I wave at little white children. But anyway, the whole point being is that we are headed in the right direction and we got to also take it easy on some of the white people <laughs> that are good. Like the new administration is is pretty good, you know. They're doing some good things in the new administration, for what I see. The Biden administration, exactly. I mean, they they got a lot of new policies. They have a lot of things going on when it comes to uh, minorities. Yeah, I seen a funny uh, Biden meme today. Something about Biden hit his own eggs and couldn't find them. The only guy who couldn't find <laughs> the eggs. Yeah, but it's fucked up. But you know, they keep. He's getting a lot of help, and he, and the dude is yeah, the dude is almost falling apart. He's almost done. He knows he's almost gone. I, I said mean, he left know. him at the border, man. He left those Easter eggs at the border because the border right. he got clean oh that up. Gosh. He's got it. He cannot put kids in cages. This is the same shit Trump was doing and we were shitting all over Trump. So let's take fucking mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. I voted this guy in. Now it's time to fucking show why you're different than Trump. Where's it at? Well, he's, maybe he's looking for his eggs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's his problem with this right now? <laughs> well, you know, I still will not say the N-word. That will never leave my lips ever. It never has. It never will. And I think with everyone just coming together and progressing with talking about it, having an open dialogue, that's the important thing. You know, not criticizing people and just being shut out. You know, we all have to listen to each other. So thank you, guys. This was a great topic today. Thank you. Thank you for the great interview. Well, thanks, guys, so much for listening to Time West Podcast. Anu, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram at Anu, A-N-U, comedy. And where can people email? People can email at timewest83 at gmail.com. Also, catch me on Instagram at timewest2021 podcast. You can leave your comments and everything there. All the shows are put up there daily. And you can also catch the same thing on YouTube. How about yourself, Anna? Where can they find you? Thank you for letting me be a guest host today. You can find me at thatswhyshow at gmail.com if you have any questions, or That's Why Show on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.